I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. From the top to the bottom, I was raised to be solid. Really, at every angle, I ain't worried about the audit. Never see the hate, tunnel vision on the profit. Boss moves if I want it, best believe I cops it. Team so tough, moving silence like the mafia. Trying to get the form whip, probably name it Claudia. Wife rocking Tiffany, that's just another day to me. I be living lavish, that's why these haters be hating me. Stronger than I ever been, never break, never bend. God first, family second, money is like next again. So if you come in for me, pull the trigger, guard and shoot. Kevlar mindset, lifestyle bulletproof. Bulletproof, built tougher than your average. Ultimate hustler, I'm the total package. Bulletproof, I know you see me in your scope. I'm the captain of the ship, you just a sailor with a boat. Bulletproof, built tougher than your average. Ultimate hustler, I'm the total package. Bulletproof, I know you see me in your scope. I'm the captain of the ship, you just a sailor with a boat. Bulletproof. What's up, everybody? You're on the Bulletproof Mafia, and I'm Michael Munsterman. Today's episode, F that. So F that, it's kind of a playful title, and I'm going to make it make sense here in just a little bit. But essentially, it boils down to the title of my second book. And I've been piecing this together in my mind. I've had several podcasts leading up to this point. But today's going to be the practical six plus one steps that you can take to navigating through the mental battlefield of your mind. And what's interesting is I deal with a lot of different people. And this is the exact obstacle course that I run every exchange through, every and especially when a conversation gets hairier, if it gets a little bit perplexed, like if, if somebody's being aggressive or if I'm in, you know, a negotiation, like this is what's happening inside of my mind. Or sometimes I'll have something happen that's outside of my control. And on the other side of realizing that something's happened to me or in my world, I use this as the steps that I take to process. This is extremely practical and extremely applicable. You can use what I'm getting ready to share with you. But a little bit of history, like, so last year I wrote, last year being 2019, I wrote my first book, you know, Savvy is the name of the book. And, and writing a book, writing that book took me about a year. And I learned a lot through the process about myself and about like, how to go into writing a book and, and what it takes. And, and the thing that I, I loved about the first book was that I had promised my grandfather, my number one mentor, my entire life, my my best friend growing up, but the, my, my biggest confidant that I was going to write a book about him someday. And you've heard me talk about this before. I end every, I end every single episode of this with that, that question, Savvy. And if you're hearing it for the first time and you want to know why I ask Savvy, it's because grandpa would drop like some heavy, heavy life wisdom on me. And at the end of it, he would look me dead in the eyes. He would make me make eye contact with him and he would ask. Savvy, are you picking up what I'm putting down? Are you uptaking this? Do you understand? And I would sometimes ask additional follow-up questions and he would answer them. But most of the time I knew it was probably a smarter idea to say yes. And if I didn't entirely grasp it, I would ponder the thought for a while. And so when I wrote Savvy, the title was Savvy. When I grow up, I want to be rich. I'm talking about like it's dead. It's out there. Like it's not, it's not a work in progress anymore. It's for, we've sold several thousand copies, which is cool as an independent writer. You know, I self-published, uh, but, but it's definitely a book that I feel can genuinely help you. And what's really cool about it is, is, is that the overall message of Savvy is that there are lessons that you can uptake from nearly every point of your life. 
you could sit down and begin writing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write about when I was in first grade, second grade, third grade. And at every level, there's a new level of mentor and a new level of lesson. And as you get older, your ability to discern between those mentors and those lessons gets gets more complex and the lessons can get can 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 become more applicable to your life. You can much like when you're when you're 10 or 12 years old, it's hard to say, well, if this then that and that's applicable over here through this step or that step. But today, as a whatever you are, 25, 35, 45, 55-year-old person, you can go back to those same lessons that you learned as a child and reapply the process of, of learning to your world today. And so, you know, for, for me, there, there are mentors that at every step of the way, and, and some of those mentors, um, I, I now pay, I, I pay people to speak into my world because I recognize the value. And that's really what I wanted to embed in people through Savvy was go back into your own past and look for the nuggets that you, that have got you where you are and look for the transition points that you can use to get you ahead where you want to go. And, and then some more applicable steps, but all in all, it was that like, look for mentors every step of the way and pay attention. So with the new book, F that. I'm going to drop six words that will make not a lot of sense unless you're unless you're somebody who's listened to every single episode. You're going to hear some repeats because it's all kind of been building and coming together in my mind. But I just want, I guess I wanted a chance to get out and have the people who listen to my podcast, who are here with me, walk in this walk, who, who understand what the Bulletproof Mafia is about, who, who get what I am trying to put down. You're, you're picking it up. Uh, I, I wanted you to have kind of a sneak peek. Because I genuinely, I think when it all boils down at the end of the day, your success rests in your ability to process. Your success rests in your ability to understand yourself emotionally, psychologically, to understand how you operate as an individual, and to get super succinct and clear about what direction you're going and how you're going to get there. And what I'm going to share with you today are the exact steps that you need to take to put rubber to the road. Like this is... so. If you've never like listened to a podcast and grabbed a pen and a piece of paper, I would encourage that. Or just shoot me an email and, and be somebody that I'll, I'll put on the early list for, for the book. But So whenever I say F that, I want it to be something that's memorable because I want you to be able to access it. And everybody thinks that they know what I mean when I say F that, like F that situation. Well, that's not what I'm saying. In fact, what I'm saying is, is that we're going to run the process of whatever scenario it is you're dealing with through a series of six words plus one that um, all start with the letter F. So those words are facts, feeling, fiction, fuel, fatigue, and faction. Those are the first six. Facts, feelings, and fiction. Fuel, fatigue, and faction. The six Fs. I'm going to say it one more time because I want you to get it. I'm going to say it in two sets of three, though. Step one in the process will involve facts, feelings, and fiction. And I've done a podcast on facts, feelings, and fiction before. But then level, like level two to this thought process is fuel, fatigue, and faction. And so I'm going to talk about that today. I'll probably be heavier on the fuel, fatigue, and, and faction part. And then finally, the last kind of step in the process is faith. You see, regardless of your own individual perspective or point of view when it comes to faith, faith is essentially 
a belief that it's all divine, that, that, that there's a meaning to all of it. We're not just some bouncing pebble and, you know, earth isn't some bouncing pebble in, in the cosmos that's just whipping around at, at light speed, barreling towards its infinite doom at some point will have meant nothing. It's that everything about your life is beautifully and purposefully crafted. And you almost have to get into that space where you believe that you're here for a purpose, where you believe that your impact matters. And we don't have to agree on the foundational core pieces, although you, you as my listeners know, for me, I'm a Christian. And so this faith sometimes is used um, in a lot of different ways. But for me, it's, it's, it's knowing that God created me and put me on a course to help my my fellow man in whatever way that I can. Like this podcast, for example, I don't get paid for this. There's no revenue coming from the podcast. It's just, it's, it's my hope that I can share something inside of this podcast that helps you. And I believe through my belief system, my faith, that everything that's happened to me up to this point got me to where I am. And so everything that happens to me moving forward will take me where I'm supposed to go. And ideally for me, the trajectory is to help more and more and more people through books, through the podcast, through our companies and our services that we offer to, to, you know, retail customers as well as like whatever, pick your poison. So inside of that, as just a global conversation, um, we, we need to get back to, cause I'm digressing a little bit. We need to get back to just the conversation of, okay, facts, feelings, and fiction. I'm going to talk about that real quick. And first, so in our minds, we're controlled by those three items, facts, feelings, and fiction. And most people operate inside of a, a pretty balanced space of the three. In other words, there's as you're growing, as you're evolving as, as a person, your body, your mind begins to go into kind of an autopilot. If you eat a certain way, your body stores food a certain way. If, if you experience something in life, your mind wants to get your body program to work on as close to autopilot as possible so that you can learn new and additional things and you can operate at a more efficient manner. Like every single person is built this way. Every single experience you have gets filed in your mind. Is this something that's going to be an individual, you know, this is going to be an individualized thing that I'm going to have to hit every single time that's going to require brain power every single time? Or is this something that we can, through practice, file in the autopilot section? Which means that your past experiences set you in autopilot, but reality and who you are and who the world is around you shifts and changes, which means that you are operating in some level of fiction. And for most people, a third of their operational capacity it rests in this place of fiction, and another third rests over here in this place of fact, which means that the final third of the way that you operate as a human, most of you, is in, in a place of feelings. Now, shocker, that shifts and changes depending on what part of your life you're operating in. If you get up and you go to work every single day, let's say you work in a factory and so you stamp metal parts potentially, so you're stamping metal parts, this is very factual. I sit in my job, I hit this button, this machine falls, it stamps. I get a check in the mail and that just happens. So it's very, very, very factual the way that you create money. But then you go home and you say stuff like, I do absolutely everything I can for this family. I work and I slave. You know, the old, I work and I slave and this is the things I get, right? Well, is that true? Like, what a, what a, what a powerful punch in the face 
is that true? It can be, like, it's just one of the most powerful tools that you can use in correspondence with somebody else. Like, surprise someone and say, is that true? And watch what happens. Now, you really want to supercharge the is that true? End it with yes or no. Only give them two options. Is that true? Yes or no. Now what we've done is we've forced them to categorize this statement that they just made inside of a place of fact or fiction. I work and I slave. Is that true? Well, yes, it's true that he works. He does get up and go to work every single day. Does he slave? No, he absolutely does not. He can walk in and tell his boss to pound dirt at any given time, at any point in the process of ever, he can walk in and say, I quit. And he can go get a better job. I do the best that I can. Is that true? Yes or no? Probably not. You, you're living in a place where you needed a job and that was the job that was provided for you. So the entire premise of the entire argument's false for the most part, outside of yes, you go to work and yes, you get a check. And this is the thanks I get. Well, probably his significant other does more for him than what he's acknowledging inside of this one situation that he wants to leverage for the win. But you can see here what's happening with this statement, right? What is fact? What is fiction? And what feelings are generated from those two belief systems? You see, because most people don't deceive themselves intentionally, they become dece deceived over time. It's like these little trans, like transfers of acknowledgement in their life. They're going along the path of life, bop, 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 happy, 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 and something happens. They get in a car wreck at an intersection with a red BMW. BMW hits them. Like a red Beamer smacks inside of your car. And it happens to be a, an elderly person. Let's say somebody in their late 70s driving their brand new red Beamer that they just got. So now all of a sudden your brain makes a couple connections real quick, right? Red cars are dangerous. People drive them too fast. And, and then finally, old people shouldn't be driving. Or maybe. You never know. Like whatever story your brain tells you, that experience gets filed. So in that, in that moment, in that second, when, when that, all of that happens, you get to decide what's true and what's false about this situation. What you might not realize is that 78-year-old person went to the gym this morning and did legs, and, and they had a leg cramp, and they blew through a, a stoplight. It doesn't have anything to do with their age at all. In fact, they're quite active, and their life is phenomenal. And look, the color of the car doesn't matter. The manufacturer of the car doesn't matter. They could have just as easily been in a VW bus, like a 1975 VW, one of the, the, the flat front-faced buses, and it could have been a great big VW logo slinging towards the side of your car that crushed you, but it just happened to be a Beamer, it happened to be red, and the driver happened to be older. And so all of those things are true, and, and, and you can leave that impacted by what happened, or you can intentionally file truth. And what happens is the more you file truth, the larger your truth capacity gets. And the quicker you are to define truth or facts from fiction. And that's the BS stories that you tell yourself that you file away as facts. And what you'll find is it completely alters the way that you feel about a situation. Because feelings derived from truth require a certain amount of like boots on the ground. You can't get too head in the clouds whenever you're, you're like I, I was coaching a lady this morning and, and a beautiful person, I love her to death, but she said something. She said, you know, I, I have this thing I want to tell you, but I almost don't want to take because I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying it. And, she, and, and what's funny is, is she knew what she was getting to, ready to say to me was, was, was total BS. She knew it. But I stopped there and said, well, then don't. 
Because here's what we're going to do. We're going to run through the facts, feelings, and fiction, and let's talk about this thing, but don't speak it as a fact. Let's have the conversation. And it was, well, I'm kind of afraid to fail. Well, is that true? Have you failed before? Well, yes, I've failed lots of times. And you're still here right now in the exact perfect place, in the exact, like this person that I was talking to, I was actually sitting beachfront. I could see the reflection of the ocean off of the windows behind her, right? Like her life doesn't suck that bad. She's afraid to fail. So is it true that you're afraid to fail? Well, the answer to that is yes. That's a feeling that she's feeling. She's afraid. So first of all, feelings can neither be factual or, or fictional. Like, it's just impossible. It's a feeling. It's not a rule. And so we shift the feeling by assessing the facts. The fact is that she believes failure has a negative connotation. As well, let's talk about failing, failure. Have you ever heard of failing up, failing forward? Like the, the fact is, is that failure doesn't have to be binary. Failure can just mean, hey, I, this thing that I was chasing didn't go where I wanted it to go. I didn't hit the mark I tried to hit, but I'm still moving forward in an attempt to better myself. So if, if, if you fail forward or if you fail up, then that means that the more fails that you have, the closer you get to your goal. So why would you not want to fail every day? The fact is, is that failure doesn't have to be bad. Is that true? Yes or no? She said, yes, that's true. Okay, so let's take failure and put it in the category where it goes, in the good. In other words, we're going to put it with the facts. Now, how does failure sound? Well, failure doesn't sound so bad. Exactly, because the feelings that support facts put your boots closer to the ground. Like, it keeps you more grounded. Okay, so I think you get what I'm talking about here. Facts, feeling, and fiction. And, and the powerful tool for you to take when you're applying this to your actual every single day life is, is that true, yes or no? Because if it's true, then it's a fact and you can stand on facts. I can engage someone when we're talking about facts. I can't help the way you feel about what I said or what I did. I can't help the way you feel about, I got a situation today in, um, in my dealership. I was helping out in, in, in the car dealership on... I guess it was Friday, and a lady was very uncomfortable. She wanted her husband to see her car, and he wasn't sure. Like, she wanted his input, wanted his feedback, wanted to feel good about all of it. And so I said uh, to her, I said, look, I'm not trying to put you in a vehicle that you necessarily don't want, so here's what I'll do. Take this home tonight. I'm not going to file it as a sale with the state of Missouri until, like, end of business tomorrow. So take it home tonight, and if you're not happy with it for whatever reason, you bring this car back here tomorrow, and I'll give you your money back. I'll undo the deal, no, no harm, no foul. I didn't hear from her on Saturday, so we filed the sale with the state, which means it's complete, it's done, we're not undoing it. But then the following Monday, I get a call. Like, she's like, hey, uh, well, I get the call from her husband. Her husband says, hey, you told my wife you'd buy this car back, and we don't want it anymore. I said, well, unfortunately, the facts are, and I, and I mapped it out for him. And, he, and, and I was so impressed by this because I was ready to have, like, people get mad and they get angry and then they get, like, kind of, you know, they turn on the attack mode whenever they don't get their way. It's kind of a tantrum effect. But the truth is, is that when I mapped out the facts for this guy, he said, I didn't realize that. What needs to happen? 
I said, well, well, you can go pay sales tax on it, close the loop on the sale that we filed with the state of Missouri, and then you can bring it back and we'll give you a buy bid based on the number of miles, based on the condition, based on what's changed, based on the market of the car at the time when you bring it back, or we'll trade it in and do something. He's like, hey, man, really appreciate the time. Thanks for explaining all this to me. Have a great rest of your day. And I was like, man, I like that guy because he operated from a place of fact, and I can deal with that. A fictional response a response based on fiction that would have been a feeling-based response would have, USOB bite, you know, and just went at me. What's the problem with that? The problem with that is that he's operating on the wrong side of the coin, so I have to get him to a place of facts. Well, let's talk about facts for a second. You agree that your wife came and bought a car on Thursday, correct? Yes. And I told her that she could bring it back on, or Friday, correct? Yes, she brought it on Friday. And I told her she could bring it back on Saturday, correct? Yes, she told you she'd bring it back on Saturday. And she didn't show up, right? Is that, is, is that correct, yes or no? Is that true, yes or no? Yes. But, 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 buts don't matter. Buts are exceptions. Buts are feelings. Buts are f- like fiction. We're dealing with facts, yes or no. Well, we had to work. Okay, but could, did your cell phone quit working? Could you not text me? Could you not call me? Could you not email me? We live in a world of communication. You could have got a hold of me, right? So see, see what I'm doing here? Facts, feelings, fiction. Okay, now let's move that aside. Now here's, here's like, and, and I'm gonna, so it looks like I've been going about 20 minutes, which is about as long as we do a podcast. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna wrap this up. And I'm gonna do a second episode. Um, and my next episode, which will be series um, kind of two to this, instead of F that, it'll be F this. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much of an imagination, but it'll be fun. Um, so, so my takeaway for you here is this, right? Recognizing that you're on purpose and having the faith to believe that everything is like perfectly orchestrated sets you in a, in a path that you don't have to live with regret from yesterday. And so that's, a, that's foundational. It's the bonus, right? It's the seventh one. And I don't call it the seven Fs. I call it the six Fs plus one on purpose. Because that plus one is a supercharging to everything else we're talking about. Because it, it, it just puts you in a different state of mind and, and lets you recognize what is for what it is. And it also brings everything to scale. Super, super powerful. I could, I could do half a dozen episodes about just the faith portion of these seven Fs. And when it comes to facts and when it comes to fiction and the feelings that arise from the facts and the fiction, you need to recognize that everything, think about, think about like this, everything that's factual is green. Everything that's fiction is red. And the feelings that arise from those two separate categories match their, their respective colors. So to win, you want all greens, right? Like you wanna come from a place of facts. You're arguing with your kids. Let's not talk about feelings. Let's talk about facts. You're trying to decide what's best for your family. Let's not talk about feelings. Let's not talk about fiction. Let's talk about facts. The world that is today, the space you're in today, no previous history, just today. What's true? 100% of the time, my wife does this when this happens, okay? Then that's a fact. But if she only does it 80% of the time and you talk about it like it's 100 you just took a factual statement and made it fiction. Like, lo- like lots, like it's super simple. It's, this is binary. Is that true? Yes or no? There's no gray area. You cannot find a situation that's gray. 
And if it's a fact, you can stand on it. And if you can get somebody else to talk to you from a place of only facts, you can win. Because it'll change the way you're looking at a situation or it'll change the way that they're looking at a situation. And it really makes it hard to beat somebody in like in a back and forth conversation because like if you're fighting with someone that's only operating on fact, they're just gonna win every single time. The second, you've seen these, and I'm, man, I'm gonna tangent here, but I'm just gonna, I'm gonna drive this point home a little bit further. You see these political videos where somebody comes up and they're like, yeah, but what about this? What about that? And what about this? And what about that? And somebody's like, yeah, uh, screw Trump, like blah, blah, blah. And they go, go on this big tangent, right? And they're, but they're, then they follow up with, it. yeah, but why? What about this result? What about that result? What about this? And what's interesting is they never fight back with fact. They always fight back with emotion. And so it makes the person with the mic seem extremely intelligent because they go into those situations and they say, hey, I'm only, gonna, I'm only going to speak exact fact. I'm only going to pull out facts that, I can, that are documented, that I can prove. I'm going to reference my, my source. I'm going to reference where it came from. And it doesn't matter what side of the coin you're on. Maybe you are um, on side Trump's awesome and, and you, 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 you don't know why. You just think that he is and, or maybe you don't think that he is. It doesn't matter. But if you operate from a place of fact, you'll almost always win. Because nearly, like 99.9999999% of the time, you're going to run into somebody else that's operating from mostly fiction or what they believe to be fact, but it's going to be historical data in the wrong set, in the wrong time, which makes it fiction. It could have been true 10 years ago. doesn't mean it's true today. And it's going to arouse a lot of feelings in them because they're going to feel like they're losing ground. And the first ring that people grab when they start to lose ground in a conversation is feelings. And normally it's anger. Normally it's aggression. Normally they start like, and, and you, so now when you watch these videos, watch, watch who wins, see who wins every single time. It's the person with the most facts in big, high level, high dollar negotiations. Facts win, feelings fail every single time. Obviously fiction fails. So facts, feelings, and fiction. Next up, F this. We're going to talk about um, fuel. We're going to talk about fatigue. And we're going to talk about faction. Savvy. Bulletproof.